As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Bigfoot and the Bunny. This is a couple's journey into the mysterious, the unknown, and and the the paranormal. paranormal. I'm your host, Chris Carr. And I'm your host, Kristen Johnson. Together, Together, we we are are Bigfoot Bigfoot and the the Bunny. Bunny. Hello, hello, hello. We are Bigfoot and the Bunny, and I'm one of the hosts, Chris Carr. And I am Kristen Johnson. The other host. <laughs> I am. Happy Saturday. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, it's wonderful to have you here with us, um, especially if you're watching us live. Uh, we really appreciate it. We know it's summertime, and you might want to be at the beach or somewhere cool, but if you're here watching us, we really appreciate it. Yes. But we also yeah. appreciate it if you watch us later. So wherever you're watching us at, thank you. Uh, we have a great show for you guys this week. Um, I think we're going to get right to things. We didn't have a lot prepared for an introduction. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just get talking and get on this subject. She's uh, awesome. I she can't wait. is awesome. Uh, our guest is Michelle Carpenter. She has a gift of seeing into a person's body, mind, and spirit. She can sense when a person's heart uh, contracts, when it feels sadness or pain or expands with their vibrational shifts in the moment of grieving or allowing vulnerability. She has shown uh, where feelings are held within the body and mind, working on a deeper level of su- the subconscious programming. She works with past lives, intergenerational trauma, and ancestral trauma, uh, as well as connects with the spirit of loved ones who have passed over, which would make her a medium. And you know we love mediums here on Bigfoot and a Bunny. Uh, she is also a, a channel, channels the angelic beings of light that uh, she calls the Council of Eight. And we're going to get into all that. Mm-hmm. Let me bring her right on. Good evening. Good morning. Where good are you? morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Hi, guys. And we're in the U.S. And there's a huge time difference there. You're actually in our tomorrow. You're in tomorrow. That's so correct. It's not surprising if you could see the future. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, you for having me. Here. But thank you so much for joining us. 
Uh, maybe you could tell our audience a little bit about, about yourself and, and what you do. Okay, so I haven't come into my abilities and gifts um, in the way that, you know, I was three or four years old and I remember, uh, you know, seeing spirit. I grew up in a ba and I have a background where I had a lot of intergenerational trauma, um, extreme trauma myself. And, um, and slowly but surely as time has, uh, I've evolved and I've worked on myself through different ceremonies, different uh, therapies, different modalities, I slowly but surely started to you know, I look at the body as, you know, our mass, this is our energy. This is, I mean, we're, we're, we're all energy, but my mass body was holding on and my heart was holding on to so much. And as I started to let go and I call them golden tears and allowed myself to be more vulnerable through the healings and the work that I continuously do in myself, I started to elevate and expand into the all that we are. And, uh, and I didn't understand it. I come from a religious background and it kind of scared me because, you know, we spoke to Jesus, you know, I went to church as a young girl and then I became a reborn Christian uh, when I was in high school. So it kind of like, I always sort of was like, well, Jesus is, is everything's on the outside. And when there's more, I got quite scared. You know, what do you mean there's more? What do you mean there's, there's, there's other stuff out there? And slowly but surely, as I said, as I was releasing with doing different modalities, with working on myself, I started to connect and to, to sort of like these different voices. And I then brought a friend into my space who was my counselor at the time. Uh, and I don't know if you'd like me to speak a little bit about the trauma that I've been through, because I feel it may just help some people um, in terms of referencing. Absolutely. Would that be okay? Yeah, I thought we could just talk a little bit about your background and then Great. we'll get into questions and I'm sure people in the audience will have questions as well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Because, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are experiencing a huge amount of trauma and grieving in these times that we've gone through. And uh, one of the messages that I, that I really want to deliver is that when we continuously work on or doing the work, it's we can start to feel the joy, we can start to feel the inner light that we all have and uh, we can start to become lighter in ourselves. So my background in short is I was sexually abused at the age of five um, by my mother's one brother. Um, we were, uh, I was born in what was called Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. And uh, my parents had to flee. You know, we, we had to give away our dogs and leave pretty much everything behind and catch a train to get to South Africa. My dad was in the Rhodesian War. Uh, he was a soldier. Oh, and wow. I didn't realize all of this impacted on myself and my siblings. You know, as I've come to realize with the work that I do that, I held on to a lot of the old fear. And... Uh, Slowly but surely, as time went on, we went to South Africa, you know, and I then lost my best friend at 16 and a half. She had a kidney transplant and it didn't take. Oh, yeah. uh, and then my mother was, was a pretty angry woman just from her own fears and very controlling. And my dad also had affairs when he was young. So my mom used to project, and I'll never forget the one saying, Michelle, never let a man dominate you or don't let a man dominate you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty much what I did. Also, growing, coming from the background of being sexually abused, which I only realized when I was a teenager that it was wrong. What he did to me was wrong. I just thought that this was the norm. So right. I had a really deep, strong 
and I hate to use the word hatred, but I did. I had a very deep hatred for men and masculine energy, and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, then I started to have boyfriends at the age of 18, 19, and they all left me. They would all end up cheating on me. And I smile having said this because it was a pattern. My grandfather cheated on my grandmother. My dad cheated on my mother. They chose to stay with their partners. And slowly but surely, as I started to realize, like, you know, you question, what's wrong with me? What have I done wrong? I was also carrying a lot of anger and resentment. And sarcasm was a way of how I spoke. Always sarcastic. Always sarcastic about my sexual abuse. But at the same time, hoping that when I spoke about my sexual abuse that others would understand. But, you know, you'd get this kind of shock horror, like, like we don't know what to do with this. Like, what do you want us to, especially with, with guys I was dating. And then at the age of 24, I had what now I know was would have been a life-changing event, but I was so used to being and feeling stressed in my life that I just kept going. I just kept plowing through. And I, I was working as a sales rep, and I knocked over and killed a young girl. She misjudged my car coming across the road, and she ran um, across the road. And I had – sorry, Chris, do you want to – Oh, it's just going – oh, no. It's, wow. It was devastating. And I, but I was I – was, um, and it was something that I sat with for a long time in, in even sharing. I looked down to put a straw, and I was on the right side of the road. But it was just a, such a um, – a, a, a strange, bizarre of events that ensued because I thought it was an older woman that I'd knocked over and killed. A year later, I was um, the laws had changed in South Africa, so I was then take. I uh, was then I wasn't arrested, but I then had a court case that it, that um, we went backwards and forwards, and eventually I was acquitted. But all I did was suppress the stress. All I did was suppress the feelings of the devastation of knocking over and killing and taking somebody's life, completely innocent that day. Both of us were completely innocent. Mm -hmm. And her mother actually got her my cell phone number from the accident report and phoned me. And that's how I found out it was a young girl of 14 years old. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean she was a young girl? And then that just threw my world off completely. I I was told it was a, a woman in her 60s or 70s, but she was apparently a big size girl doesn't make a difference in the sense of I still knocked over and killed somebody. I took a life. But I suppressed it, went on a massive partying spree. Fast forward to a life of eight months later, getting married to a guy. Um, We then moved to London. And then um, we had a baby girl. I then moved back to South Africa with my baby girl, and he chose to stay in London. And then backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. He didn't want to come back to South Africa. And then I discovered that he was having an affair. And the only way I discovered almost, I think it was like a year and a half, two years later of him having an affair was I got involved with another guy because I was just like, I can't be married to somebody who doesn't want to be married to me. So I did. I went and had an affair myself. And that's where we started to be brutally honest with each other, where he said to me, well, I've been, you know, seeing somebody else for a very long time, which I knew. And, uh, And it was just a space in time where I went, I need to start doing something different. I need to start figuring out what the heck is going on in my world. And I went to go see a clairvoyant. And this young gentleman said to me, Michelle, you've been through a lot, but it sounds like you don't know how to love yourself. And I went, what do you mean? I'm here to help. You've got to help me with my anger. (laughs) And why why men don't love me? What is it? What am I doing wrong? 
I remember that so specifically. And I think that I know I have a lot of clients coming to me and saying, so similar, you know, what is my purpose? What do I need to do to, you know, what can you, sh what can you tell me? What do I need to do to show up? And I'll, and I'll say the similar thing. What are you doing to help yourself feel loved? Do you know what love means? It's kind of that abusive background that seems, and, and also, you know, uh, traumatic events that led to you not even realizing probably you, you didn't like love yourself or were able to love another person in the right way. Right. Completely. It was something that was completely abnormal to me and, you know, taken to the, the and, and this is no, I really want people to know this, that I've come over time to really forgive myself and my parents in everything that I'm sharing. But my parents were a big link in even when I started to work on my sexual abuse and what my uncle had did to me, which was really, really big in my world, um, in anybody's world. But the other link in the chain was then forgiving my parents because I only shared the story with my parents at 33 when my ex-husband had cheated on me. I said, well, dad, this is what happened. Mom, this is what happened. And, you know, it's a very big thing for any parent to hear what had actually happened. And, you know, I, I came to realize where I got my sarcasm from because my dad sort of, you know, denial is a great thing to be in. And he, and he sort of made a sarcastic comment about it because I think it was just too hard for him to hear it because my uncle was very attached and close, closely in, intertwined in my family, you know, Christmases, birthdays, that kind of thing. Oh, sure. And, uh, I'm sure he felt sure. guilty and it must have been, he needed some sort of, you know, deflection to deal with it as himself. Sure. And, you know, we, 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 when I grew up as South Africans, we were, we were taught that you kiss each other on the lips and you hug each other when you say hi. Oh. But every time my body kind of was like, oh, my God, I've got I to gotta, I kiss him. You know, it was and my parents, come on, Michelle, you know, say hi to Uncle Wayne or say hi. To, and I was like, oh, what? it was oh. really hard. Devastating. Horrifying. Yes. Yeah. So, so the body remembers. The body remembers. So, you know, these are just links in the in in what I would describe as the chain of events that that had happened in my world. And as I started to, like I say, saw this um, clairvoyant, I then went on a course, uh, which hospice was holding, which was a weekend retreat, and uh, I happened to then go being in a group where the facilitator got me to feel this is nine years later after knocking over and killing this young girl nine years later she got me to feel how i felt about knocking over and taking a life and i cried so hard it felt like my heart was opening up expanding out of my chest but i cried so hard that I felt like my head had cracked open you know everybody was giving me massages and they just took me to bed that day and and I could just, she just came and she held me. And that's what I needed because she accessed that feeling of complete and utter disappointment, devastation. Like, how did this even happen on so many, you know, at so many different levels and layers that one's mind can't understand it. But it was a great moment in my life of starting to st take responsibility of even talking about the story, not from my head, but from my heart. Mm -hmm. right. And slowly but surely, then I started working on myself. I then went and did a counseling skills course for hospice. I became a part-time hospice caregiver in Johannesburg. Uh, and then I started counseling. And interestingly enough, guess who my first clients were? Girls or women who had been sexually abused. Apparently, the universe has a sense of humor, but I know that the healing is a two-way thing. 
Yes. And, and did you get involved with the hospice because you were um, trying to cope with the, the death that you, you know, on some level felt responsible, even though it was a complete accident? Is that why hospice was the choice? Well, that's a great question, Chris, because when my friend had passed over the six, when I was 16 and a half, she had ended up in hospice. And I remember sitting at hospice in um, in Johannesburg, and and I was working for a smaller sort of um, uh, part of hospice uh, when I became a caregiver. And what was so fascinating was I remember her parents being counselled, you know, about her, who, you know, in her last days. And I remember sitting as a young sixteen-year-old or sixteen and a half-year-old, watching the counsellor coming out of a room and going. How is she not devastated? She's working with people who are dying around her. So right. my sense was, is that because of that sort of, like, wow, how does that happen? I then felt like the, it was my next part of my journey to help people in the, 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 the transmissions phase, in the, in the well, I wanted, I wanted to help people. And I just had this absolute desire inside of me how can I be that woman helping parents deal with the devastation of losing a little girl or a young girl? And um, <laughs> That's sorry, I, um, it's such a it's such a moment in time. We it's it's so perfect, you know, and it's so amazing. We and these are the tears of sadness but also tears of healing. We, it's like I've just gone back to that time where I've gone, wow, that's the moment where my life started to change, but I didn't realize it. It was a real core cool moment in my life, you know, where I went, wow, I want to be that person. And I think that we bring people into our space like that, where, you know, where we don't realize as a young girl that our I wanted to be that person and I became that person at some stage, not realizing it through this, the, the different events of my own life. How can I help people? I just knew it. I was like, I want to help people. I want to be that person. So I do get teary because I've allowed myself to be vulnerable over these years because I was very hard. You know, my tears, I swallowed them and I would have previously I've made a joke a few years ago in order to stifle my tears. The sarcasm. The sarcasm. And, you know, that's what I hope is that people, anybody realizing that vulnerability is key in our world. It really is just allowing and it's, it's an honoring of ourselves and it's an honoring of opening up our hearts. And I know so many of us definitely struggle with it where we don't want to allow, you know, our, ourselves to allow the tears because of the way we've been programmed you know it's not something i saw my mom and dad cry at all they fought a lot there was a lot of alcohol my dad abused alcohol in massive ways and uh so i, I never saw them cry even up until my mom my mom passed over seven eight months ago and my dad battled to cry he would wow. he would the tears wouldn't come he would he would wail so my crying was was huge for my parents. They didn't know what to do with it. You know, it creates a helplessness. Yes. Yeah. The, understandable. Society has this kind of thing that is, you know, 
especially tough on men, like of being vulnerable, opening up to your feelings, right? Yes. You know, yes. That's, not that women don't do it too, obviously, you know, and, and you've had Absolutely. and put them away and you don't, it's hard to, to, to feel them fully. You know, to come. You're 100% right. And yes, and, and my husband's going through this process now where, you know, he's just allowing and he's, he, he said the same, I want to work with men, Michelle, I want to work with men to help them to allow their hearts to just be, to just, because, you know, there is that persona where men have got to, you know, protective, got to stand up, got to right. hold it together. You know, the limbic brain is so old that we, it kicks in and it's got to be like, no, I've, I've got this. And, and if we can help that process of healing happen through the, inter, the, the intergenerational, the releasing of the intergenerational trauma that we hold on to, because everybody does, you know. Um, I see it so often where when I, when I take clients into their bodies and I'll say the anger in your liver, I don't know if this is yours only. And then I'll ask questions of, just, just let's just ask. Let's ask the energy. Is this your mother's, your father's? It's your heart. Oh, this is my mother's. This is my mother's guilt I'm holding on to. This is my mother's shame. They'll get a yes in the moment. And then the client will cry. And I know this through my own journey. Often I've gone, you're, sorry, I almost swore there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, shit, man, you know, is this, this anger can't all be mine. And, um, and when, I, when I've gone into my body or somebody's helping me in the healing, I get this isn't only yours, it's your mom's or it's your dad's or it's my grandfather's or it's seven generations back. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. It's really far back. Generational trauma yes. that can go back for years and years. People talk about that. In a we were reference. just talking about this. Wow, really? Things, things of that nature, too. You know, Yeah, generational curses. Reach all about the traumas. way back, and then traumas can be all the way back and still right come us. forward. You know, a, a little like that uh, Vincent Price movie. We were talking about <laughs> Vincent Price movies. We love Vincent We've been Price. on a kick lately watching the older movies, and um, it was Haunted Palace. And it was like 150 years later, everybody comes back, and then they're in the same scenario of yeah it's a you know evil person but that's completely unrelated so sorry <laughs> no 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 but it's, it's, it's but, you know there it is um so you saw this clairvoyant and she yeah. helped you helped face you these out. things mm-hmm. yeah. and it, then how do you go from that to uh helping other people um as far as you know in a metaphysical way mm-hmm. uh the council of eight we definitely want to talk about yes please yeah yeah so what happened was when I started counseling, uh, I then started to feel and hear different uh, spirit come through, like different souls. And one one client that I had that it was so, um, so you know, you have those moments where the change starts to happen, where you start to realize, or I started to realize, like, I'm more than this. I'm sensing more. I'm seeing more than just doing the talk therapy. And uh, and I got shown this little baby in a white dress. And, and I said to her, and I didn't know this at the time, I said to her, have you lost a baby? And she, who, she went, what do you mean? How do you know this? And I said, I'm being shown a little baby with a white dress. And she said, yes, Michelle, I had a stillbirth. Oh goodness! Wow. And and that was the dress she was in. I mean, I, I, and 
you know, it was, I, she, I got to see the, the little baby, the color of her hair and everything. And I was like, whoa, there's more than this. And then, like I say, there was this friend who was my counselor and she was very much into metaphysical and she introduced me to Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer. And I used to drive her mad, the good old CD days, you know, the CDs in the cars. And yeah. and I was a sales rep, so I used to listen to a lot of the CDs and I'd always phone my friend Vicky and I'd be like, Wayne Dyer says this and this and this and I don't understand it. And she'd like say, okay, Michelle, just calm down. This is what he means. And like sometimes five, ten times a day, Wayne Dyer says this and Louise Hay says this. And, and I always, I'm always so grateful to those two people, including my friend Vicky, who just really got me onto this, this knowing of that there's more. But, you know, the conscious mind kicks in. So that's what happened. My conscious mind kept, it was my default. It was my default. Plus the programmings and conditions of being a reborn Christian. You know, there can't be more. You know, this is what the Bible says. So that was my default button. And plus my parents, my mom specifically, bless her cotton socks. But she, you know, she, 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 she's like, you're speaking to the devil if you're speaking to other people, Michelle. I'm like, okay, mom. You know, so that was also part of the non-acceptance. The non, you know, I just wanted my parents to believe in my abilities and gifts, but I had to keep bringing it back to myself to for me to start believing it, despite what anybody says or thinks or believes about me, which I'm still working on because I'm a people pleaser. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I completely understand everything you're saying because I just went through this transformation a few years back and started to use get you know, a hold of my own abilities and grow more and actually see more and feel more. And um, yeah, I just can't. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely true. I, and to I have to fix everybody. I have to fix everybody. <laughs> she is. Oh, yes. I get that. I get that. Everyone happy. Yes, um, I get that. You know, uh, to the point that, you know, she's hurting herself in some situations. So she's working on that. And yes. it's, it's helped certainly with the psychic abilities uh, mm-hmm. to the point about Wayne Dyer. My real quick story. I don't know. It's about 15 years ago. I, I was into uh, reading one of his books and I think I had an audio book and was driving around a lot. Like you mentioned, very similar <laughs> listening to it. And it was about manifestation. I forget the title of the book. But it was a wonderful book, and uh, I was trying to get a, a different job. I was working, but I wanted this way better job. I ended up getting this job I just wasn't qualified for, but they ended up training me, and everything in the book worked wonderfully. So, Wayne Dyer, yes. rest in peace. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, it helped really yes. kickstart my career. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. And those are the pioneers that I think in the field of, there was, you know, they, they were pioneers, and, and the world was ready to embrace it, but we as humans, I think we just, we, you know, we like to be stuck. It's just easier when, when we're sort of, for me, most certainly my resistance, putting up my walls was easier for me because it's what I knew as opposed to, I now know that my light was always so bright as a young girl, but just based on, on what I'd gone through and I was, I was suppressed a lot of the time, you know, we grew up in an era of being told to, to, to be quiet, you know, and not find our voices. So, to answer your question, Chris, slowly but surely the connection started to happen and I started to see more and sense more and my third eye started to open more and I started to feel more when, you know, I'd, I would, let's say, be in a happy space and all of a sudden 
somebody would, you know, come into our home and my body would start to quiver and I'd be like, whoa, I, I was fine two seconds ago. And then also things would blurt out of my mouth where, and it could be like really something that was angry. And I think to myself, I, I wasn't thinking that two seconds ago and I was picking up on people's thoughts and it still happens, you know. And so I started to open myself up to that, the fact that there was more. And slowly but surely through reading different books, through bringing different people into my space, this, you know, Kristen was saying earlier on, the synchronicity started to align. And then I did a channeling workshop with uh, a shaman. And, you know, we had to take a photo um, of somebody who had passed over. And then in the group, we would read the energy of the, 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 the photo. And again, I was starting to develop my abilities because – I was always spot on and you could see people in the world, those moments of, whoa, but I played small. I like to play small. Mm -hmm. It was easier for me to, again, just like, no, really? I don't have that ability. And you naturally gifted. <laughs> absolutely. And, and thank you. You know, and, and I believe that everybody, everybody is born with this knowing. I use the example of, Nobody, excuse me, when I was in my mother's stomach, told me as a baby how to grow fingernails, how to grow eyes, how to grow ears. We grew from this knowing, from the source, from this divine, from whatever we want to call it, our inner God. And then we come into the world and we just pick up on, you know, the energies of being in the stomach, being in the womb, and, and then our parents' programmings, belief systems teachers, anybody that comes into our space, we have those very real feelings. And, but I know, I know that that's why for me, it's like, how do we activate everybody's inner light? And it is through the work of, of releasing, releasing the grief, the trauma, because in releasing the trauma, activating or, or figuring out what the story is that we're holding on to, we grieve in those moments. So as time has gone on, we then immigrated from South Africa to New Zealand almost six years ago. And somehow the universe knew that that was going to be a part of my, or my soul knew that it was going to be a part of my growth. I came here and I fell to pieces, guys. I literally, I went into a massive depression and my husband had come here four and a half months before to get a job to be sponsored into this country. And I went through a lot of extreme trauma. You know, we, I don't know if you know anything about South Africa, but South Africa has a lot of crime. And we were involved in armed robbery. We had guys in our home. Um, you know, my daughter and dad were in a hijacking, uh, guns held to their heads. Oh goodness. Um, we were in a shopping center. So I'm just sharing this. I'm sh we were in a shopping center and 19 guys came in with AK-47s. And when you get a, a gun put to your head and gone, put, get down, my daughter was too, like, oh the body doesn't know how to release because you're just holding on, fight, flight, fright. Right. Now, a lot of that was happening through everything else in my journey of releasing my old trauma. But I did not know even doing the therapy work I was doing, that I was suffering from PTSD and so was my husband. So we came to this country, um, you know, my husband put his head down, had to get a job in order to get sponsored because that was the choice that we left South Africa. But, you know, it was the unraveling of leaving our family behind, 
my, my kids, you know, all the cousins, uh, just everything that we knew to be true. The wealth, we were financially wealthy and well off. We had our own businesses. Ego, we had to, we had to go through a few ego deaths. But the grieving was massive for me. I just, I, we moved into these mountains. Queenstown is beautiful. It's like a little mini Colorado, I believe. Mm. And those mountains hold energy. But mm. they help you to heal. You either, you either run like, whoa, this is too much. Mm. I crumbled without a doubt with dealing with my own trauma of immigrating. And I just kept saying to my kids on a daily basis when I was crying, mom's sad, guys, but I'll get better. And I'd get up every day, I'd wash my hair, brush my teeth, cook. So I was depressed in one way, but I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. And, um, and I just feel that we've all got that inside of us. You know, even though we're in the swamps and we're in the mire, we, we've got that knowing inside of us to keep going, to keep pushing through. And... Fast forward to, you know, just letting go of so much. And my husband was like, who are you? I don't know who you are. I left this bright, happy, shiny woman, and you came to New Zealand and fell, fell to pieces. But it was a great part of my ev evolution, I believe, because letting go again of what I was holding on to and storing, mm -hmm. I just started to open up differently. I then met a woman, beautiful synchronicity, who was from California, who was visiting New Zealand, and she was um, holding a course called Integrative Quantum Medicine. Well, did that not just project me into the quantum field of all? <laughs> That's when I started learning about past lives. And, um, and, and I facilitated in, in terms of helping her bring people into her course. And that's where I started opening myself up to a different level. And it's almost like I can't explain it because it was so experiential, but it was massive at the same time. What? What do you mean in past lives that happen? Right, right. So, you know, science fiction. And then you get into it a little further and you see results. It, yes, yeah. yes. You research yes. and, and yes. It help you to grow. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And Our you know, I was Sorry, go ahead. My friend Anne Marie Young, um, she's very into this as well. And she talks about the ego deaths and how many you have to go through in, in life. And, and you do. You really do. You have to, people don't understand that. You have to just get through it. You have to cut that off, start again. Yep. And the dark night of the soul, it's a very, very real truth in, mm. in, in my understanding and perception. And, uh, but yes, you know, when you experience past lives and you're in a, in a setting uh, where, where, where people start to say things and they start and you start to feel the energy where, you know, a story starts to unfold and then your heart starts to go, doof, 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 doof. This, this is real, man. Like I, I was in that past life with you and, and you, 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 you're in the energy, you're in the field. So are you feeling it on a different level? So you know that it, it, it's real because you're getting that, you're, you feel it? internally yes. yes for me it's very much in the feelings i always you know it's it's even when i went into that uh the, the weekend retreat and 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 the counselor helped me to feel about knocking over and killing the young woman i'd never truly felt it so often we talk from our heads and our bodies are disconnected in my understanding of the work I do. So it's bringing people into alignment and, and you know, some trauma is, is very, very, very intense. When somebody has been raped, they obviously don't want to go into the 
feeling of how it felt. And of course, you know, because the story replays itself, but it's just allowing our bodies to express. And what I mean by that is I was fortunate enough to obviously be in and grow up in South Africa with these wild animals. Have you ever seen a buck or a lion chase a buck and the buck gets away? Yes. It quivers. It quivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to munch grass again. We don't do that as human beings. We're not taught that. That's right. Yeah. Chris, you know, so, story with yeah. that. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I just, I just nope. love, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. please just stop me. <laughs> and we understand exactly what you're saying because Chris says something similar to that as well. Awesome. Are you talking about the, the lion the and aliens? The, no, I'm talking about the lion that's well, waiting and it. the gazelle. <laughs> And yep. the gazelle just goes and munches the grass and has no idea. Oh, has no idea that the lion's there waiting. Yes. Uh, we use this in, in reference to the kind of more nefarious things than what we're talking about right it's not now. Nefarious, but yeah. it's true. It is. Well, well, you know, it's 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 a perception because what... I'm sorry, the human perception is just so small. Mm-hmm. You know what we can actually perceive, um, and there's so much more going on. You know, I'm sure you believe this than what we see, feel. No, it's just like we're. There's other things we couldn't call them dimensions. We can go into you know mathematical theory where the numbers start to add up that there's all these dimensions and that sort of thing. But it's really just like there's more here with us than than we really know. And one hundred percent, yes, one and yes, I I can't say yes enough. You know, and it's um. It can be scary at times, especially when people are starting to pop, you know, where they where they where the universe wants us to 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 know that there's more that's out there. And that was part of my journey. I started bringing people into my my space, like my physical space that are collected connected, sorry, to the Galactic Federation of Light. And I could feel me going, whoa, and and you know, my friends would start to share stories that, and I, and it was like my mind would go too much. It's too much. Like my yeah. conscious mind, no, no, no. What do you, what do you mean? There's more. What do you mean? There's ET, and and it's fascinating because my husband. I mean, his mom was was out there in the field. She was abducted by aliens in the 70s, 60s or 70s. So he's known about this stuff. And you know, oh, when wow. I was studying IQM. I'd come and get so excited. I go, "Oh my God, I met an ET today!" And he'd go, oh. <laughs> "And <laughs> what you point yourself?" <laughs> I heard you mention Galactic Federation there. Yeah, and we've definitely had guests on it. Have talked about that, and I've read a lot about Galactic Federation. Uh, you call it of light, but I hear that those words used a lot. And I am sure there's got to be some percentage of our audience out there that goes, "Wait, wait, wait a minute! I don't know what that is." Yeah, you're getting too, like you mentioned, like too, too heady for me or something. But maybe you could break that down for us a, a little bit, just maybe for them and what's your um, experience with that. So I'm still learning about them and I'm still learning about what their energy is about. So I could share a um, perhaps like what I've come to experience in the last week or so when a friend hypnotized me. And I don't. I feel like I, I don't have enough information about the Galactic Federation of Light because it's just like they're out there, and I'm still here. And uh, and my friend Jill Cole, who's also based in New Zealand, I'd highly recommend you guys sort of 
chatting to her because she's she's part of that, that team and her stories are phenomenal. I could speak about the Council of Eight who who perhaps that might I could speak about them more confidently. Would that be okay? Because wonderful. Okay, That's great. Okay. Okay. So they started, yes. So they started talking to me differently to when a client was sitting in front of me and I was connecting with loved ones who had passed over. Because when when I as a medium you know, I would I would start to share stuff with the client that the spirit the spirit of the loved one passing over was was um, sharing with me, and the client would say, "How do you know that stuff?" And I say, "Well, your mother or father or grandmother or brother or sister is sharing this with me," and they sometimes come through in the as as the personality of the person or how they looked. They would show me how they looked, you know, like big bright earrings or you know. Um, uh, jewelry that they would make or knitting or whatever. So when the Council of Eight started to connect with me, it just felt like it was a different energy. It felt like I went into a different zone, a different dimension. And my body, my hands and my 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 body started to quiver differently as opposed to when I'm with a client that, again, I would be connecting to a loved one who had passed over. And then I started asking, well, who are you? This feels different. And they kept showing me, and eight, and I was like, oh, well, yes, of course I love eight. You know, it's infinity. And they kept saying, we're a council. We're the council of eight. We're beings of light. We're ascended masters. We've once walked the earth plains. And then they started showing me that they were different energies in the energies of Gandhi, Mother Mary, Nelson Mandela. And I would get excited. Oh, my God, Nelson Mandela, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Coming from South Africa, Princess sure, right? Diana. Yeah. And, and, and I kept, again, consciously questioning, why, why, why me? Why are you choosing me? I'm little Michelle. And, and they kept saying, Michelle, there's work for you to be done. We want to talk through you. And I would say to him, could you keep it simple? And could you keep it easy? And could you keep it light? Because that's what I want to share. That's how I understand. So that's why it's almost like the Galactic Federation of Light is like, whoa, out there. And the information that they, you know, have are giving to friends of mine, my head still goes, yo, that's 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 a lot, man. Like how 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 how? Having said that, though, this week, because I kept saying to to the Council of Eight, show yourselves to me. Like I, I, because I, I'm, I, I'm visual. I, I want it. Can you, can you just show yourselves? And in this hypnosis session, I had this very last week, actually, um, last week Monday. I started to laugh, and I got into the fifteenth dimension and into their spaceship. And they showed, they gave me, they showed me how they look. They showed me how they're sitting around a, a table. There's a commander. So I've started to see light codes, and they showed me how their light codes are around on their necks. They've got these big, big, beautiful, big heads. And they showed me that their spaceship was 400 football fields big. Oh, my goodness. And in the session, the Galactic Federation of Light came, and it was so bright. I, it was almost like I, I couldn't look. And I kept saying, well, how – Like, how, and I was just laughing. I was laughing in the session and laughing because the energy is so high. And if we, if, if, if we, what am I trying to say? Our vibration as human beings and light is so high, but naturally being a human, 
we feel the intensity of so much here on earth because you know there's the duality of the negative and the positive the darkness and the light so but naturally when we open up our hearts and unconditionally feel love in my understanding and perception of what i'm learning we we want to hug we want to touch we want to love we want to laugh we want to feel joy but life can bring us down Mm-hmm. So the Council of Eight showed themselves to me and the Galactic Federa- Federation ship came and it was just so, so, so massive. And my head's still trying wow. to figure out who they are, you know. So um, I, the light is just so big and they want more for humanity. They're connecting with many different individuals. The Council of Eight only, only aren't connected to me. And I feel it's important to say, because I've had people share on my YouTube saying, oh, Michelle, I've also had the Council of Eight. So I'm like, yeah, they're not just my beings of light. They're here to help humans. Right, right. You know, my ego wants to kick in and go, of course. Of course when, you ha- when you had that experience, especially the, the first time, were you in like a hypnagogic state? Or do you think you physically were in there, like with your human body? Or was it just like, you know, a half sleep, half wakening or a lucid dream like how did that how did it work i want to say all of the above uh so the first time that they have have shown so i've done quite a few past life regressions and a lot of um hypnosis work and i can go into a hypnotic state very quickly even when i channel i i center myself i close my eyes because then i'm taking michelle the personality out and i see this beautiful white light and it's it's i let go of this and I just go out into the field and it's even now it's I can see you guys I can see myself on the other screen but I'm out there in the field but I it's like I know I'm having a talk to you I know I can hear us I can hear myself and mm. and, and it's it's I'm just out there and that's, that's where I of consciousness of, of yourself just kind of ascends yes yes mm. and and it's uh, it's just a beautiful experience of when we're connecting with with beautiful human beings where, you know, my body starts to quiver initially and that's where I know I'm sort of going out there. And the energy can be so intense even when I am lying in a hypnosis space. I have to breathe. I have to breathe in order for the vibration, for my body to handle the vibration of being so out there in the field. Mm. And uh, so, yes, all of the above, when they started to connect with me, I started to get cold and I I couldn't understand it because, again, you know, when I came back into humanness, human Michelle, I would Mm -hmm. question, well, who are you guys? But then I just started getting messages slowly but surely. And then they started to show me to write and just start making videos. And when I watch them or when I read the writings, it's not me because they have so much, so much they have such a wealth of knowledge. And when I'm connecting with clients, they are sharing things where clients will say to me, Michelle, like they'll come back three to six months later and they say, Michelle, the council of shared this and this and this. And it's happened. Now we're all we're all interconnected. So for me, of course, we we're making it happen, yet we're getting the information that's coming through in order to help us to help it to happen. And I don't know if, if know if that makes sense in any way, but the, uh, we're all connected. Yes. Yeah, we believe yeah. that too. We strongly believe that we're all connected. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, this is the way things like, uh, I, I don't know, telepathy occurs, that there's some kind of connection there. Telepathy is something that's been proved over and over through science. And, you know, science is still catching up, you know, to what's really happening. And we don't yeah, totally yeah. understand our reality. You know, the nature of consciousness is a, a very puzzling subject in and of, in and of itself. Um, but I love where you're going with this and, uh, and the lifting of the consciousness. And when you're within that the front of that council of eight, I guess you just feel really good and elated and without uh, any negativity, just must fall away. 100 percent. There's not there is there's nothing. Even if I had to say to you on a human level, no cell in my body feels limp, feels um, unexpressed. There's just no emotions whatsoever. It's just such a high, intense vibration that it's. It, I get. I can get very chatty afterwards, you know. And I've come to realize this when I come out, you know, when when I come out of a hypnotic state, I I, I, I take a while to ground myself because I'm like <laughs> now. Now I know when I speak light language, I speak it very quickly. And I know when I'm connecting to the Council of Eight, you know, they can they can speak through me where I'm just going, I can I can say things like 20 times over that it's just like doof, doof, like beating a drum. It's kind of so quick. And uh, whereas if I had to my humanness, but I also connect to elementals. So I whistle a lot in, in my vibrational healings. And it's I don't even know how it happens. I just let it happen. You know, it's because mm -hmm. if like sometimes I'll be walking my dog and my, my cat and I'll be like, how can I, how come I can't, how come I can't whistle? How come I can't whistle? Mm -hmm. You know, but as soon as I'm in that space, it just happens organically and naturally. And it is, it's just a different state of being, which is wonderful. And mm -hmm. I, I, again, I really truly believe that We've all got that compass, that internal compass, that vault inside of us, that knowing that so many of us are searching for. And I think it's such a wonderful time to be alive, despite these times of massive um, negativity that we're, sen we're sensing. But we're uprising from all the negativity to, to know that there's more and that we are more as human beings and we're deserving of more. Most definitely. We definitely agree with you. A lot of our audience does as well. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of that, if our audience wants to try channeling, I, I mean, I knew we can help them. We're going to talk about your website and the services you offer uh, in a little bit. But if a person who wants to try to channel themselves and to, to feel some of this, that maybe isn't as naturally inclined, what kind of steps would you give them? I would, first of all, say movement. Put music on, breath work, okay? Get out of this conscious mind. Not a, like a love song or, you know, just movement, breathe. Rock I do a lot roll. of breath work, rock and roll. That's it, yeah. breathe. It, we like know? metal, so we do. Kristen's <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I She's honestly got the Godsmack going. And I've got Slipknot going. Awesome. Yeah, and, you know, but that's what I do to gets get into, into a, my state. A higher yeah. elevated yes. state. So you yeah. recommend that, listening to I would recommend that, okay? <laughs> then, then, then sitting yourself down, taking a few big breaths, and even have a pen and paper and say, who am I? 
and then just and then just wait just wait who am i and even if you keep writing who am i who am i who am i who am i and then wait and then slowly but surely slowly but surely there's a connection that happens and even if you start questioning yourself again get up and say ah i'm not believing this I'm not believing this shit ah get out your body yeah. come on Michelle says this comes easily. <laughs> okay. Then again, just ah, breath work. And in that moment, you may even have a memory or a thought or a story that may even want you to connect to it in terms of the trauma that you're holding on to. Because remember, our body stores memory. Every single cell has a memory. And we've got trillions of cells. They do. That's been proven. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's, it's sitting down because then I would say to a person, access the frustration because there's a feeling there. Every time we have a feeling of frustration, irritation, anger, resentment, there's a feeling that our body's holding on to. Oh, well, how can they do it? But I can't. Well, you're going outside of yourself. So bring yourself back. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. Okay. <sighs> And then slowly again, come into that space. Okay. <sighs> Breathe. Alrighty. Who am I? And then just wait. Because will, you will start to slow down in the moment. And as you start to slow down, even if somebody has cards, ask the cards, what is my energy telling me? And then slowly but surely, as you shuffle the cards, okay, help me, guide me. Who am I talking to? But it's the conscious mind that is so strong, in my opinion, that kicks in, that doesn't want us to believe that there is more. So again, it's that bypassing, that default system that we go to, because it's easier to go into lack than to know that there is more. You know, lack for me is a frequency, it's a vibration. Yes. And it's a thought process. So it's, 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 it's. It's a way of being that we start to learn by going into our heart space. And this is something else that's just come through to me. Sit and hold your heart and just feel your heart beating when you're calming down. And as your heart is beating, go into a space of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for body for allowing me this. And as you start to connect into that beat, you will start to connect to the beat of yourself outside there. It's a different way of being. And some of us might call it trance-like. You know, as even as I'm slowing down, I'm starting to hear the messages come through of how, oh, great question, how can I help? How can I teach people this? And for me, it's very much if you're holding on in terms of, Remember, this is excitement vibration frequency, but anxiety frequency too. It's the same in the body, in my opinion. We attach to it, whichever it may be. Shake, let the body unquiver. And when we allow that unquivering or the quivering, it's then bringing ourselves into a space of calmness, which I don't think a lot of us know how to do that, to be honest. I most certainly am still learning it. I'm still learning to just be into a calm, a space of like, oh, okay, how does it feel? And it's a, it's a teaching. It's a real teaching. It's like literally getting up in the morning, wiping your eyes, having a few stretches, 
I wanted to say <laughs> scratching your nuts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I I that. <laughs> but it's a habit. <laughs> you know, it's like a we, it's and it's a team every morning. Yeah. You know, what are we going to do differently? I know meditation, a lot of people turn to meditation, but when we've got a frequency of anxiety running through us, it can and be so You know, everybody's yeah. got anxiety. And it, obviously there's there's a huge market in just learning how to relax. I mean, you look yes. at massage therapy, uh, yoga, all these Breaking, different things. Hey, i got to take a vacation. Stuff. All these things are go. all really trying to get people to the moment that you're describing in a, a state of total calm, it yeah. seems. And it depends what's going on in your day. It depends what's going on in your week. You know, if I've had an incredibly busy week and I, you know, I'm a mom, a wife, you know, I've got animals. It's sometimes I've got to bring myself back. And this is where I come into my therapy room and I just like, and then I'll play some music. I personally love to let my heart feel in the sense of either laughing or crying. Not good, not bad. It's just like I'll come and I might play a song where I want to connect to my mom or remind me of my mom. And, you know, I think that this is where a lot of times there's an assumption, in my opinion, of bridging the gap between being a medium who's connecting, but also Michelle, who's the human being, who's a daughter who lost a mom, who wasn't able to be there for her when she passed over. So for me, that's where sometimes I go, I see her, I sense her, I talk to her, but Michelle, the daughter, misses her. The physical, emotional little girl misses her terribly. Despite our journey together, my parents were my biggest teachers in helping me to learn forgiveness. Mm. And yeah. so do you see how it's, it's so interconnected into the different emotions? And as we release those emotions, those feelings, those very real feelings that we hold on to, we connect more and more and more. And then you have people who are born with the gift. We, we all are. I just had a lot of chaos going on in my world, so I didn't know that I, was, that I had it. And that's why I love to help people walk with them on their journey, not fix them, not heal them, walk with them on their journey of self-healing and self-love and activating the inner light. I have to imagine somebody using the techniques you, you were describing about getting into the music and then sitting there and ask, who am I? Or you could also write, you know, what is the answer to this thing that's bothering you or something like right. that and try to get those kind of connections. When you do talk to spirit, when and you know it's a, say, a discarnate spirit, uh, do you, is the imagery presented to you like that? Is that imagery or do you see, do you hear the words or do you see symbols? How does it work for you? Uh, it's imagery and they talk to me. And what happens is, Let's say, for instance, as an example, they may say to the client sitting in front of me on Zoom or in my therapy room, uh, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you, as an example, as a young kid. And I'm able to then connect into the, the you know, the, the stomach will contract of the client. Then I know that's a very real feeling and experience that what spirit is saying, there's a connection that, that needs a healing in that moment for the client that's sitting in front of me because it's an unconscious feeling that I pick up on and they will share with me something, you know, a watch. There's a watch that I wanted you to have. That's an heirloom. And again, you know, we want to, we want to get everything. We want to get all the information 
And I know I was like that when I've been for different readings or whatever, but when I re-listened to the replay, there's so much information that I didn't understand in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'd highly recommend to anybody, whether they want to connect with me or anybody that they're having a reading with, ask to record it, ask if they do record, because I feel there's so much information that comes through that sometimes only six months later, the integration happens where you go, ah, oh, that's what they meant. Sure. But you know, when, when we're in the conscious space or the conscious mind, we may have knee-jerk reactions, especially when there wasn't a good relationship in the physical pre world between mother and daughter or mother and son, son or whatever. You know, they don't want to hear that spirit wants to forgive them or please forgive me. What, what, what do you mean? Like, I don't want to hear that. They were right. assholes. Their mind will yeah. just start going off in some direction. Yes, Meanwhile, yes. you're repeating them information from that yeah. from that spirit. And recording is wonderful. That's what's so great about technology tonight today. Uh, you know, somebody in the U.S. or Canada or the U.K. We've got somebody out there from the U.K. today. Natalie, uh, hi, Natalie. Can uh, connect with you and have a Zoom chat. Record it right through Zoom. You know, easily. It's phenomenal and it's wonderful. And often I get asked. Like, how do I connect on Zoom? Well, once I'm connected into your field, into your energy and your body, the connection is here. It's right here, right now. And, uh, you know, but again, consciously, we're not taught to be open to everything. Because, again, we want to shut down and we want to put up the resistance. And, and that's where, when, when I feel into a person's heart center, you know, for me, when the contraction happens, it's so subtle in the moment. But that's where the sadness has been held. And when it starts to expand, I can feel the person's vibration start to lift. And, uh, and slowly but surely, for me, you know, when people are angry, I was an angry young woman. I was an angry adult. Uh, it was my natural go-to, knee-jerk reaction. I'm still working with healing my knees because my knees just, I always had that knee-jerk reaction from all the stuff that I've gone through, endured, processed um you know it's it's not good or bad it just is and slowly but surely as i'm working through it it's um it's kind of like the realization of like oh wow wow there was a lot of good but there was a lot of bad but underneath the anger there was a lot of sadness in my world and that's what i hope that anybody is listening is that they realize is that anger might be the go-to with somebody even somebody who has chronic PTSD, you know, every time they're on, there's a reaction. There's a, the limbic brain kicks in, fight, flight, fright. And there might be a projection in that moment of a narcissistic behavior or a, a ah, volatility or whatever. Yeah. I know it's not ideal. Ego wants to survive. Right. Yeah. And it's exactly. a defense. It, yes. You get defensive. It's a defense mechanism. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. Yes, and I always take a person back to the inner child, the little person. What happened in their world? You know, and I'll get shown, you know, I'm being shown you were two years old. And I say, Michelle, I don't remember when I was two. I say, it's okay. Let's just connect. Bring that little two-year-old into your heart. And as soon as they do, you just, I just feel the difference And because then the sadness comes. Because often we're not taught to think about the little one-year-old or two-year-old or three-year-old. And... Um, or the four-year-old or the 10-year-old. There's, there's a story that sometimes we don't even have to connect to. It's just connecting into the energy of the little person who felt so alone. It's connecting to the little person who perhaps felt helpless because they, they heard their parents fighting on the outside. You know, so the, so it's, it's easier to be in contraction. 
It's easier to hold as opposed to let go. And that's what happens. The body unwinds as soon as we let go. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Awesome. Do a lot of your clients have, um, say, non-typical things like not maybe not parents, but um, uh, so we'll say, you know, ufological or paranormal experiences as children that, that causes them trauma later in their lives? Yes. So what I've discovered, and, and a few of my clients have had this, actually more than a few, um, when they've gone through trauma as a young kid, they've brought in an entity. And what we would call, I would term a negative entity. It might be a reptilian. And then they, they kind of hard throughout their life. You know, they, they have that anger throughout their life and they can't understand or they disassociate or they push people away. And as an, as an adult, they've brought it in. And then it's where they might create an addiction of drinking, smoking. You know, again, it's so multi-level because they might have had parents who are alcoholics, you know, drug addicts, um, addicted to drama. I was addicted to drama. Oh, oh no. Oh. Oh, goodness. Hold on, folks. She got a little stuck. Well, Michelle is coming to us from New Zealand. Yes. And I'm not sure if she can hear us. It is possible. Uh, right now would probably be a good time to show you her website, uh, which is www.michellecarpenter.co.nz. Oh, okay. No problem. I'm just bringing up your website. How are you doing? Can you hear us now? I can hear you. Oh, there we go. The connection's back. It is. Boy, I think we hit on a hot topic there. I'm going to take that off. We'll show that again in a little bit. And uh, we lost our yeah. What happens if um, there's no trauma in the child's life? They're very well loved and everything. But there was, um, I guess, trauma in the house before um, they moved in. And that negative entity or negative entities would scare or attach themselves, do something to the children or. Yeah. So great question for me, children are very open. You know, again, we feel so much in the womb uh, and then we come into this world and feel energy. We feel the emotions of the humans that are our parents or, you know, whoever takes us in. And um, so in that space of being open and the conscious mind is still developing as a, as a baby or a little person, uh, they could bring different entities in. And sometimes it may be a, a little friend that's just popping in. I've had clients where, you know, I'll say, I feel something in your liver. Or I had a client the other day where I said to her, there's something in your neck. And she said, oh, my God, Michelle, I've been going for, for chiropractics years and years and years. And I said, my sense is it's a negative entity. When we went into her body, we opened up a portal, and she had to let this entity go because she pulled it in at the age of three. And and for me, the entity, you know, they've got to go back into the light. We come from the light in my understanding and my perception of the work that I'm working with and doing. So it doesn't mean they come from the dark that they've got to go back from to the dark, you know. It's like, well, let's send them back to the light. So I ask for the archangels to come in, and we send them back, and then we close the portal. 
And that's wonderful. I like that. So you're you're visualizing or creating a portal in this person, pulling them out, and then crossing them. And that that brings up uh, another question about a spiritual warfare because a lot of times people go down the, this road of like well there's the dark entities and there's the good entities right but it, it, maybe in the scheme of everything they're just like the lion again looking at the gazelle that uh our antelope that krista mentioned earlier that i'll say because in the lion's perception he may be evil to the antelope in a way right he wants to eat it but he's just fulfilling his nature not nature you know it's his nature for so, sure do you think that's the same thing with something like a reptilian or what some people toss around, the D word, the dreaded D word, demon? Do you think that they're just, that's just their nature or is there this bigger battle between, you know, the light and the dark going on behind the scenes? I think it's all of the above. And I think there is this definite, um, this definite light and dark that's playing itself out. And it's playing itself in, out in the realms of, you know, the cabal, the everything else that's happening on earth right now. And this is just from what I know from the Council of Eight when I've, when I've channeled before and, you know, clients ask questions or when I'm receiving downloads, it's that the uprising is happening, you know, as above, so below. And today... That's what my shirt says. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> um, you can't and, see it, but that is what it says. No, amazing. And and it's how we attach into it, you know. And I know that I had I I, I had one attached to me last weekend because I was and I didn't realize, but my thoughts just started getting so negative. And I was out in town and I looked at a um a gang member what I thought or assumed was a gang member, a guy on a motorbike. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a gang member. And the next, I started feeling nauseous that day. Um, my thoughts were terrible. And I kept thinking, whoa, what's going on, man? I was in such a high vibe space. And what have I brought in? And then my friend who I showed you who uh, built this beautiful um, yes. crystal and mechanical activator. You um, guys got to see this soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so he popped in and he said to me, well, Michelle, you, you know, you've pulled, you've pulled a, uh, you've pulled a, uh, you've pulled a negative entity in. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And, and I could just feel, I felt heavy, you know, and that's what they do. And, um, I was eating a lot and just like, but I was nauseous and like, I was just feeling off kilter. It was and just how did, weird. How did you prove that did, just on your own. How do you? Yes, we, we work together, but I'm muscle test, so I, I've got the two O-rings, or like kinesiologists will, you know, have you been to a kinesiologist? They use your, your, your body to muscle test. I muscle test with two O-rings, or you'll see some people use their fingers, they get a yes and a no, and I just ask questions. I sit and I, and I go into a real safe space, and I ask if I was psychically attacked, and if I get a yes, I just clear the energy. Breathe it out, breathe it out, breathe it out. Okay, then I break through, and then I ask, and then I clear it. I clear, it. and this is what we were, were taught in in IQM, and I think that that's what we don't realize is that we have the power. You know, we you know, I was saying earlier on how we all have the light. We're activated. We have that compass, that inner light inside of us, but we have we powerful human beings. So it's just like, okay, dude, thanks for coming in. But no, you're not freeloading here. Like it's kind of like hanging on your tree. Like, whoa, I'm going to swing on your tree right now, Chris. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> it's like, no, dude, I actually, you're not welcome. Yeah, like off you go, but thank you, but no thank you. So we did, we did a clearing together and, um, and my friend reminded me that when we are of the light and our vibration is very high, you know, that's when we create those beautiful synchronicities and, and they happen. I don't know about you guys, but I'm realizing that I have to be so consciously aware of my thoughts. I'm still working with my unconscious feelings, being a little girl, being a teenager. That's a continuous process. But if I think a negative thought about something or somebody or create a drama, like I said earlier on, that's my go-to. It happens very quickly, man. Yeah. <laughs> that same negative vibration. Totally agree. I relate to everything you're saying. Yeah, we both right do. Now. And, you know, our questions awesome. about the childhood thing is because we both had haunted childhoods. And I think that it affected our lives throughout our lives. And we also noticed our, with our guests, and we've talked to literally hundreds of people on our shows, and it's almost all of them that are involved in some way have had some weird ufological or paranormal, be it like shadow people, things like that, or like alien visitations when they were young. Um, it's somewhere around probably 97, 98%. Mm-hmm. You know, at least when we've asked, I'm sure some people we, we didn't always ask, but we always ask now. And I know you mentioned you had uh, stuff in your childhood as well. So yes, we, I remember the, the par- paralysis. Did you guys ever have that where there was so much fear? Like the, yeah. And I always remember being in the dark and I couldn't, I couldn't wake up. I couldn't, I couldn't find my voice, you know, like something was chasing me. I saw the old hag. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of old hag syndrome. Yes. That's uh, when you're in a sleep paralysis state, and there's yes. this kind of uh, archetype of a crone that, you know, petrifies you. Some people just call them sleep paralysis demons. I think Emory Young likes that term. Mm-hmm. But I actually saw the crone, and I, I wasn't aware of the phenomena. It was a long time ago, and then found out later that that is also seen by people for hundreds of years, and it's documented yeah. thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is like she was real or something and there's more to it than uh just the you know the yes. feeling of paralysis because your body hasn't woken up yet and the chemical reactions that are associated with it uh there's more there can be more to it you know in fed sure. experiences as well so I, I know all those things are related if i don't mind do you see anything around Kristen and i i hate to put you on the spot like this but with you know just not a real session because i feel like we need to book a session so would you be okay with that Kristen? i feel it's important to ask you if you don't mind no no, this is this is fine thank you we just don't like to put the guests on the no i don't mind at all so um okay all right would you like uh, um, i have complete honesty and openness is that okay to just share what i'm what i'm what i'm receiving right now so when I feel into your energy and your, 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 your space around your heart and throat, there's a real connection of um, still holding back, holding back, holding back. And I've been shown that this is past life. This is Kristen. Okay. Sorry, you, Kristen, are you okay to, for me to do you first? That's fine. Um, is that okay? Yes. Um, okay. So I just I feel around your throat area, you still, you still have a lot of um, old yeah energy that needs to be released and it's very connected into your sacral your your sacral um it's like your your bones of your i keep i keep feeling like there's a brittle there's a there's a brittleness and i speak in symbolisms but um it 
the 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 brittleness has got to do with your mom um, being shown your mom your mom's energy and there's a connection that uh, mm-hmm. it's brittle or it was brittle or there's so so as a little girl I feel like you 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 kind of like were always on always on like okay what's next what next coming like it's okay I'm gonna smile I'm gonna be happy because when I'm happy then 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 maybe I'll be liked more and and I can feel this in your stomach as this information is is coming through because it's like a contraction but I'm feeling it in your head and I'm I'm just keep asking this is definitely Kristen so that because you, you you're very t- connected the two of you you're very interconnected and um but I can feel there's a vibration of um, stuff going on in your jaw, and uh, you're a runner, like a meaning that when stuff, like this is just what's sitting in the unconscious of you. Like when stuff goes, when it gets intense, it's like, whoo, gotta get out of here. Whew, yep. Too much. I'm, I'm out. Run. That's usually what I say. That's her phrase. Yes. <laughs> I'm out. That's yes. yes. Uh, negative entities, no but uh, you are receiving a deep connection into your heart space and they're showing me it's unwinding, it's unwinding. And they're showing me you like you're a massive big ship with this beautiful big sail. And the wind is taking you, the wind is taking you into um, newness and it's beautiful. Trust it. Trust the newness that's coming. You've got to work, when I do this, you've got to work with your frustration though Mm -hmm. around Chris, (laughs) Chris, <laughs> um, there's wow. something around. <laughs> this, this is perfect. You're spot on. Okay, so it's um, it's like there's a there's a disconnect that happens sometimes, and this is where I would I'm being shown right now that this is information that I'm not going to divulge to your audience because it's too personal. Um, so, but. It's into your jaw, so this is just how I feel into the vibration of um, your expansion. So what they want to say to you is stop stomping your feet and having a pity party. Okay. And open up more. Open up more. Because it's kind of like, uh, 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 like that's the, the energy at times, not all the time. Okay. No, I'm tense okay. sometimes like that. And yeah. pity party is exactly what I call it when I go and have a pity party by myself. Yeah. yeah. So, in, in, oh so it's great to have it in my understanding of doing the work. Have the pity party. I do too. Blah, get it right. out your body. I was you know? say that earlier to you. I'm like, it's a pity party. That's what we call it. Yes. 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 And, um, you know, I feel it's important to have those moments of being in victimhood because then you're relating to what it used to be like. So have it, acknowledge it, be aware of it and say, okay, it's done. And then it's like the adult's got to step in and go, okay, I'm done now. But give that little girl space. Give that little girl space in your your heart is, is, is still at times pretty sunken in and they want you to start going, no, your light is brighter. It's time to share your light and it's brighter than you can ever, ever, ever imagine. Wow. Well, thank you very much. It's stepping into it because you are, you're connecting more and more and more into Mm -hmm. the all that is. And they're rooting for you and they're saying, beat to your own drum, your own drum, not anybody else's. Beat to your own rhythm because you've got your own rhythm and they're saying, getting into your hips, 
dance and like you need more sensual music is what I'm being shown so that we can help you in that in your hips because there's a real vibration and I'm being shown lower back yes um like there's it's kind of like that brittleness like it's stuck Okay, because I've had back surgery, so right. that's what has happened. And they, they messed it up the first time, and I've had two others to be fixed, and they didn't fix it, oh, right? They couldn't okay. fix it. They went into the nerve the first Ooh. time, and they, okay. yeah, so. This is connected into your knee, as you're saying that there's something in your right knee that we need to just help you release. And um, it's around your father, like there's something around, and I can feel your heart as I'm saying this right now, but mm -hmm. um, huge, uh, like I use the words abandonment or rejection, and I can feel your stomach right now, but it's, you know, that's how I feel, that contraction happens. Um, and I want to, I just want to hold you right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're spot on. Thank you. Uh, so they're just saying that's enough for now. Like it's like, like we're sort of opening up uh, uh, an old wound mm -hmm. um, and and they want you to know that they're holding you and they've got you. Thank but you. it's time that you um, – that... <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you listening, um, just flip the finger and say, I can relate. Hey, man, what do you mean? I don't have my shit together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much from my, my pleasure, heart, really. My to connect with you? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> okay. They show me that you highly evolved, okay, that you've come into this world and it's like you still put your walls up. You put your walls up and your resistance, but they want you to know that your soul is wanting more for you. And it's kind of like this, but as you, your soul is wanting more for you, you get so frustrated with people because it's like, why aren't you getting it, people? Why aren't you getting it? Come on, it's time to wake up. And they're saying that you are so gentle in who you are. And in this involving, as well as the evolving, they show me there's a bit of a gap. There's a bit of an open wound as well that is starting to heal. And this has got to do with um, real deep-seated trauma that you are either not wanting to share just yet or too scared to share or it's quite open. And I can feel this around your sacral area, like just above your pubic bone. Um, they're saying that you are highly, highly, highly creative. And your skill set is more than you can ever imagine. So as you're opening up your third eye, stop doubting yourself. Just stop. Because the world is, is waiting for your magic. It's different. It's different to Kristen's. It's like different. And they're saying that it's time for you to introduce more color into your life, like more happiness, more vibration, more joy. Um, and it's very interconnected into your root chakra as well. So what they're showing me, as a little boy, you were very soft, very gentle, very kind, very loving. But it was suppressed. It was suppressed. It was suppressed. And um, 
if I may share, because I know you shared with me that you um, had hurt yourself yesterday. So can I bring that into what sure. I'm Absolutely, yeah. What, okay. I've had a lot of um, body pains lately. <laughs> I think it's arthritis, but it, no, okay. it's in, it's like I feel it in your spine, like your lower, like around about, I'm being shown your sort of T12, T, like your T11, T12, and then going into your lower lumbar and um, into your knees, but it's the energy stuck in the back of your neck here. And I've just been showing pressure, 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 pressure. Like you've had so much pressure your whole entire life. And I can feel this in your heart right now. Like, like that's what I want to do is just help you to breathe and, and, and also just help you to navigate because I feel it also in your diaphragm. So the, the arthritis is old anger that I'm, that I'm, I'm being shown right now. And it's connected to father lineage, um, but mother not feeling loved by, um, like you weren't understood because you were so soft and so gentle. Do you have siblings? Like I'm being shown something to do with a brother or an older sibling. Uh, younger, younger, younger. From, uh, second marriage. So okay. Half siblings. And okay. So this has got to do with your, um, the energy I'm feeling, the intensity of the, the, the arthritis, because it's kind of like this. It's, it's like stuck. It's stuck in your veins. It's stuck in your, I don't know why I'm, well, I do know why, but your bile, like your gallbladder, your um liver. your liver it's like oh damn it and it's like we want to unleash and unleash that to help your lower back because the fall yesterday was a was a um it really was a um it's an old pressure it's an it's an old pressure of this suppression like if you look at my face like i overexpress to show the uh, the intensity of what you're holding on to and it's not all yours. They want you to know it's not all yours. It's connected to biological, biological dad, biological mom. Like that's what I'm being shown. Um, mm. There's something to do with either um, the word I'm being shown is uh, you feel like you've been fostered, like abandoned so many times. Like, nah, I might as well just have landed up in a foster home because you people don't really give a shit. But it's just a, it's just a, it's just an old feeling. So I'm, I'm expressing it. They want you to know the way I'm expressing it is the old feeling of that, that, um, the sadness, it's deep sadness, man. Like I express it as anger, but it's like I said to you earlier on, it's deep sadness. And I can feel this in your stomach. Like your indigestion is like, it, it doesn't know what to do. It's kind of like ping pong ball. You know, the old ping pong, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And right. how the energy is sort of going in your, in your, in your stomach and your, I keep getting, um, like either you maybe had lower pains when you were a kid or you had, um, uh, they, they saying that you were so driven to be masculine and dominated to be masculine in the suppressive energy that you're actually not that person. You're so gentle and so kind and you're here to help humans tap into that gentleness and that kindness. Cause you, you, you know, all souls are equal and all souls are gentle, but you, you're evolving and you have a very strong connection to Egypt, Egypt and, um, I'm getting Ireland, Scottish, 
descent, but there's there's a connection. It's kind of like you 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 you're connected to elementals. That's why you resonate with nature so much. Mm. Like nature's just so you, man. Like you and oh. the elementals want to talk to you. They want to talk to you. But we need to help you just and I'm saying we need, sorry, that's wrong of me to say that. They're like, um, it's 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 kind of like that old frustration that's been held in your in your sacral your root chakra needs to be unveiled it needs to be released so um so and i'm sorry I, this is how it comes through but the honesty of it is like it's kind of like your balls need to drop into you like <laughs> like come on you've got this but not masculine intended does that make sense it's kind yeah, of like it let sense. it release and, and your body will start to release. Your back will start to like that giving that happening yesterday of, of hurting your, your back was to say, you know what, Chris, take time to go in, take time to go in. It's kind mm-hmm. of like your jaw as well. Do you grind at night or do you, um, this, or did you Sometimes. as a young kid? Okay. Sometimes, yeah. So, but that's very connected into the back of your neck. Uh, the pressure, the pressure. I keep being showing pressure, pressure, like driven, 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 driven. And yeah. I want you to know that everything is starting to unveil. Um, they even said, because you discussed earlier on about YouTube, that it's, um, that know that it's your thoughts and your words as to how you are creating. Your thoughts and words. And know that your time is accelerating. Like Kristen is the gentle one, like the ship they're showing me. And she's like, she's going to get us, you know, she's like cruising. And, and as she's cruising, she's the one that's going, we've got this. We've got this. It's happening. Come on. And you're going, come on. <laughs> Shit, Kristen, stop it, Kristen. Come on. <laughs> and you're expending yourself. You, you're putting too much of the. And you know, for me, universal energy is like this. It's always gentle. It's And I, I'm speaking to myself, guys. I don't have all my shit together. Please know that. So. <laughs> When we're in the lack, none of us really do. Yeah. So, when we're yeah. in the lack, we've got to sit and go, okay, show me, show me differently, create differently, because I know that I'm more than this, in my opinion. So, they're saying trust, trust your inner heart, because it's starting to open up and you have such wisdom inside of you. It's you, you, you're not accessing it in the way that you know how just yet. Your creativity, your creativity, art. I've just been shown art. Yeah. Like your, 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 your third eye is, they're giving you the information, but they want you to put your art out into the world. Hmm. Oh, that, that is perfect. It's perfect. You know, yes. That's spot on. Um, you know, this whole idea of the show and everything is, is my creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about on the show many times that I need one. If I don't have a creative outlet of some kind, then I, I start to go a little crazy. So you're, you're absolutely hundred percent right. And I'm always like, ah, got to get this done to do all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that totally is me. So for the people listening in the audience, it's that's 100% spot on. Um, as far as being the sort of old soul thing, I've been called that by many how many times. people on the show. I'm sure some of the people watching right now have heard me referenced <laughs> as an old soul. And I'm like, really? I guess I'm old. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it kind of sounds like what you're saying uh, with the parent stuff. I can tell you. That you, you're like almost there. It's, it's actually it's a little bit of a flip, and this will make sense to what what you said. 
is I kind of felt that abandonment and things, both of my parents are past, but I felt like that for a long time. And if recently, like as in the leading months here, since like June, like really realized that that was not at all the case that it was like super loved. And I, I didn't see it as much the way I should have. So yeah, I've yeah. come to those realizations and deal with it, yeah. which has been a lot mentally that makes it's sense. huge and i can it, you know when i feel the old trauma as you're sharing your story i could feel it now coming up in your conscious mind so that's how i know that you know that there's there's what i would call work to be done you know in terms of helping you to release those feelings those feelings of abandonment or rejection or whatever whatever they show up it's a feeling uh within the body you know and when we access that feeling and we open up the heart space and allow the vulnerability um, thank you. Uh, it's um, the releasing happens, and I use music. I use a lot of music in my connections with you know because sometimes I can feel like people are like trying to hold on and trying to hold on, and and I'll, I'll, I'll they'll sing a song to me, and um, and and then I'll I'll play music and then you know and or I play a song and then next minute the songs resonate to help the person release whatever they've got to release within their heart space. Because our hearts just hold such a coherence, such a vibration, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your yeah. knees, your knees. You, you've got to help the energy to go down your knees. My like, knees. Yeah. And, and not Kristen Chris. Chris, um, Chris you yeah, hold it. Yeah. Part of it's that. like you're off balance. You're off balance. I feel like yeah. I'm getting yeah. older. Real, yeah. Real I'm, quick. yeah, I'm trying um, to get to the Stephen comments. Stephen asked if yes. you're from South Africa, but you're from New Zealand. No. Uh, but no, originally no. from South Africa, But yes. you were from South Africa yes. before. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Just wanted to if, hit me. If he is South African, it's like, yaw. Then I'll say my yaw. <laughs> Have a lekker day, man. <laughs> a lekker day is very up, up and upbeat and vibrational in South African terms. It's like, have an awesome day, guys. <laughs> but I've softened my yaw since being here in, in New Zealand because they're like, yaw. <laughs> Well, you should hear how we talk around here. Yeah, We're in New England. And, New England's terrible, you know, like most terrible. We talk about oh, really? <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. We started not carrying it through the, the podcast and uh, video cast. Uh, Ken, Ken from the Wizard's Table says, I believe Hello. they are both old souls. Thank and, you. Uh, yep, Anne-Marie agrees with that. And how you doing, Ken? He's a good friend of ours, as is Anne-Marie. And his show's on right after ours. At yeah, I don't know if he has to today, but if you do, it's so The Wizard's too. Table. Look for it on awesome. Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so awesome much. Yeah. And you know what? On that, I think we're all old souls. You know, our blueprint has everything in it. Everything. Our What we would call the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. And um, so... It's just discovering, you know, it's discovering that knowing, tapping back into that knowing of who we are, our inner light. We're all here to shine, man. All of us. Let's activate it. Let's build it. This is awesome. Yes, like, I got to tell you, we're both blown away with your readings, and I want people yes, to know how they can get in touch with you. And I'm going to bring up your website. So your website is uh, www.michellecarpenter, as you would expect it to be spelled, dot yeah. co dot nz, because you're in New Zealand now. That's correct, yeah. Excuse us, Zealous. There's something we're busy changing websites, and something happened. So I don't know why I've got the name Zealous. Maybe I need to look into that. Maybe I was a Greek goddess or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are a goddess, girl. My goodness. Oh, thank you. Right back at you, Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, it's a great website. It's um, you've got I love it. an area for uh, 
spiritual mediumship, which would be like, I imagine you talk with uh, people's relatives and that sort of thing that are past or loved ones. And then there's an area for grief and trauma that that we talked about on the show today uh, to help people deal with that and and move past it so they can live better lives. And then there's an area with the Council of Eight, too. Mm -hmm. People can go and talk. Uh, to the Council 8 through you, which are, again, angels, ascended masters, beings of light who once walked the earth planes. And when we say ascended masters, if that is a new term to you, it is people who have passed on that were just great. I mean, people think like uh, Gandhi would, would have been like an example right, of an ascended right. master. Like she said, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, like people like that, mm-hmm. which which is fantastic. And then, you know, most of us don't can't pick up the phone and do that. So, right. you know, hey, Nelson. Yes. I, Yes. You know. And just, just to let people know, in one session, all of the above can happen. You know, I've, I've kept it separate in case somebody just wants to obviously connect with a loved one who's passed through. Uh, sorry, passed over, passed through. That is interesting um, that I even said that. But it can be in one session, you know, um, where I might say to your client, the Council of Eight have got some words for you, and I'll close my eyes and then channel them directly. And then in an hour – it's amazing how much releasing can happen in an hour where the grief and trauma is really dealt with, you know. But often I would say to anybody that wants to book a session, I dive deep and and sometimes, you know, I'm not the kind of therapist who goes, unless you're going through some extreme trauma, I'll say let's book a session next week or the following week. But I'm here to hopefully teach empowerment, you know, not like when they say, Michelle, what do you think? Do I do that? No, what do you want? Sit with it. Let, let the information process, let your body process. And it might be next week or it might be the following week or it might be a month later that somebody wants to book a session or click in again. And uh, I just know that we're all brave, courageous people. And and thank you for allowing me to really share and express my, my journey of trauma and grieving. And uh, the, the grieving continuously happens on 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 weekly, daily basis sometimes, you know, it's like when we, when we lose our car keys, that's a loss. And it might cause, a, it might cause a stress response. You know, we lose our glasses. But it is, it's very much about just allowing everything to, you know, happen in, 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 in a moment in time. And we, I work in the present moment. Sometimes a past life comes through. They'll say, Oh, you've lost your voice. Cause oh, my God, you, you know, I'm feeling that, you you know, you, your throat was slit. And people go, oh, my God, what? Yeah, I just feel it. Breathe it out. Breathe it out. We don't get stuck on the story. Happened. Real quick, I just wanted to ask you, could you please, for our audience, break out the, what did you call that? The triangle? Oh, yes. Before oh, we yes. go. Yes. That's yes. right. We wanted to, to show, show everyone this. this. This is so cool. Oh, this is. Now, your friend made it. My friend made it. And, um yep. He gets the visions and his brother put it together and uh, it's uh, brass and copper and each crystal has had, you know, these are all being put together in the different sizes, but it's just, we did a whole activation yesterday and clearing for earth and we actually saw spirals in between here. Like, I mean, it was just profound. So he's let me use it in my therapy room for the next few months it's amazing. It is awesome. And for people who are just listening, because this will become a podcast, um, I just wanted to point out to them that this is like a pyramid uh, made of like a tubing. 
I guess, like a metal it's tube. It's all tubing, yeah, brass and copper tubing. But isn't it amazing? doesn't matter which angle you look at it, there's triangles, hey? Thank yes, it's like triangles within triangles. It's really impressive. It's about the size of a Thank chandelier you. and contains, um, looks like one each corner, five, six crystals. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Four, quartz five, six, correct, yeah. Quartz crystals. Pieces of quartz crystal, which are beautiful. And uh, it looks very. intense. It's very cool. And it's like, it's kind of when I hold it, my vibration goes... I can't I can imagine. Right in the heart center. So it's very, very beautiful. And he's building spiral ones. He's just, he's so, so out there. And um, it's amazing. And there's something that I just wanted to relate back to childhood. Sorry, I know um, are we over time. Hey, is that okay? We have all no, the time you want. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that, you know, when we pick up these negative entities or we pick up on, on whatever we pick up, so often I'm finding that so many of us who are opening up in our own way, we felt so alone or lonely as children. And uh, because we weren't perhaps allowed to express ourselves or shine our light or whatever, whatever the childhood programmings are. But I want people to really know, because I've got a council of eight um, gathering once a month, the last Monday, uh, which is your Sunday in the States, of every month, which is on my website. And it's bringing people who are like-hearted together, open-hearted together. And I think we've got enough like-minded people out there. Let's bring the open-hearted people, you know, and that's just how I feel. It's like, and, and they do a group channeling. But I want everybody to know we're not alone. You know, I've most certainly often, Kristen, you and I were talking about how we, 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 I'm, I'm most certainly learning to not be liked. And it's still hard for me because I want to be liked. I want to be, you know, and not judged. And, and let's all just come together to hold each other and to, um, that's my hope, is to activate our inner lights and let's all just find each other and support one another in compassion and kindness in these times than anything else because compassion kindness empathy goes such a long way it really does and, um, and love is why we are here like i started this ages ago love is why we are here i don't know what the hell that means i'm still figuring it out even in my marriage <laughs> but i most certainly note with my kids and my and my animals like it's still unconditional you know my husband eh, eh, we're still working on that <laughs> but that's what a relationship is as well. exactly it has its challenges where yes it's a little sure. easier with a cat i gotta admit yeah it's <laughs> weird as i actually was gonna say that before you <laughs> <laughs> i think you meant that though i don't know so. <laughs> oh. oh funny <laughs> and you know what i think that's also the best thing is we, if we can just learn to laugh each at each other and not take mm -hmm. each other personally that's what my husband and I are realizing. It's like, yeah, did you really mean that? No, I'm not too sure. Just, you know, let's just walk away right now because I need to breathe. <laughs> You're annoying me. <laughs> oh, funny. I love it. I told Chris that uh, I need a she shed. I, she I don't know. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love that. I want to be creative and do my stuff out in by myself and you know, my own space. I so I have, I don't know if you know about Pinterest. I have like boards of the yin yang and it's uh, one of them is oh. called, that's what she shed. I love <laughs> that. She shed. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Wow. And that's that's be my incredible. I think we're going to start making those 
what you have because that's we have a lot of those crystals and things. We love crystals. Beautiful. We yeah. have copper and we Chris makes oh some really God. good dousing rods. So we have oh, I do wow. dousing rods out of carpet. Oh, let me know, please. I'd love to buy. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. some people have a, a site up that we can buy stuff from. You know, if you can figure that out, but Chris, just being connected to elementals, they want me to share with you that spend more time in nature and, and um, like you, you they want to connect with you, the elemental beings. They're in the trees. So they, they're saying just like you're going to start seeing them. They're going to appear. So oh, um, I, yeah. I love nature. I got, there's nowhere I want to be more than nature. in the woods and on top of a mountain. Beautiful. I just want to be in a forest and play with the elementals. And awesome, awesome. With the elementals, we love nature. Beautiful. So if I may whistle, I'm going to close my eyes, and and they're saying listen for this tune or listen for this. It it will come through. Would that be okay with you guys? Like there's there's just something that they're saying in the connection to the tone. It will spark you. Like you're going to hear it either with birds or you're going to hear it with. they're saying to me, Michelle, don't give too much information because they want it to be your experience. Okay, so. Wow. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> I love it too, so I, I may well hear that. I- I, I feed birds. I, we, we love the birds. That was absolutely <laughs> amazing. And you really, you can't you whistle that, like that. like yeah, without That them. came from another dimension, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, so that, that happens in a, in a healing sometimes, you know, where um, I whistle, I chant, and and it, and it, it really is. It's just like, I, I, like I say, when I'm Michelle walking the dog, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool, though. That was, a, that was absolutely amazing. I feel like you felt it. That's why they kept saying, Michelle, and I, and I kept being taken back to it. They kept saying elementals, elementals, you've got to go back. But I feel like it just spoke to your heart, if I may say that. And um, Absolutely. But listen for it because they say that you're going to whistle simile, like you're going to find your tone. Uh, yeah, I, and I whistle at the birds. I mean, yes. Oh, beautiful. That's a day, okay. you know, try to get them to talk back, whistle back. So yeah, I try beautiful. To back some, but that's <laughs> awesome, awesome. So thank you so very much. Oh my gosh, thank you, guys. and enlightening, and I'm thank sure our audience you. as well. And you're very welcome. And thank you. Thank you. It's no. been our honor to have you yes. on. So thank you so much. I want to remind people they can find you at michellecarpenter.co.nz. And this has been great. And thank you so much. We, we oh, really- thank you, guys. I've just shown up in my absolute self today. And you've allowed it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I really appreciate the, the time we've spent together and what yes. you've asked for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please stay Love from me. New Zealand. <laughs> all right. We'll be right with you. Thank you. And that's all the time we have this week. Uh, I got to tell you guys, really impressed with that. That it was amazing. Was, uh, those readings are spot on. Yes. They hit very close to home to both of us. So this is the real deal. If you all are interested in getting such a reading mm-hmm. or talking to, to to the eight, you know, you want to uh, reach out to her. 
uh, please do so. I think this Thursday we, we may do our own topic show. Not sure, but I know Wednesday we, I believe, are on Great Coast. Oh, that's right. Show. Metaphysical, physical, yeah, be wow. metaphysical right. crossing, and that is on. That's uh, right. We'll be doing some Estes method experiments on metaphysical crossings with Greg Koss. You can find on on Facebook and Thursday on Dark Horse Paranormal. I think we're going to do topics how to manufacture a ghost. Yes. Until then, have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you all, Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. Each and every one of you, you know, you are. Thank you, Ken. Have a good night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.